Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Here's a brief but annoying message to let you know that you could have first heard this episode nine months ago if you were a subscriber to our Iron Filing Society Patreon offering. For the price of a pint and a St. Clement's each month, you can get up to four episodes a week, nine months before the rest of the world gets them. Early access to regular episodes, lots of other marvellous benefits, and there's absolutely no adverts or brief but annoying messages like this that will get right on your ticks. Find out more and subscribe now at tftimemachine.com slash ironfilings. Here we go. 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 This is it. This is Top Flight Time Machine. I am Andy Dawson. Pa, pa, pa. I'm Sam Delaney. So what? Nifty it's, and all. Uh, I'm Tuesday. Nifty. Nifty Delaney. Nifty. Yeah, whatever. It's uh, Tuesday. It's the uh, Life Logistics episode that we do. Uh, we've had quite a few uh, submissions, I think the word is, mm. from you. Um, we'll have uh, Alex Bug. Uh, I haven't read this yet. I haven't uh, pre-vetted it. We'll see what he says. Uh, Alex Bug. Hi, chaps. Me and my missus are looking at buying our first house together. We're 25 and 26. Live with my parents right now on Easy Street. But, well, I don't know how easy that would be. But I need my own rig. Quite right. Uh, what advice do you have to your IFS 90s babies for getting on the housing ladder? Alex <laughs> from Coventry. Lady Cunter. Lady Cunter. <laughs> I, and didn't, she also says, I didn't see this one coming. I didn't think people would be asking us for mortgage advice. Proper stuff. And then she says, P.S. I have an ice cube in my mouth. Whoa. Always good. Always good. Um, <laughs> uh, move to Sunderland. Be my advice. <laughs> or Hartlepool. I've or been somewhere like that. looking at, um, like, not as extreme as that. But really, if you live in, in London, particularly like West London, mm-hmm. Anywhere else seems more sensible to live. And so I'm, as I've said before, I've got a little bit of a right move habit that is not good for my mental health. But recently, and I don't know why, and I, I want to throw this out to the to the counters because I like to ask them questions on life logistics as well. I see this as yeah. a two-way street. <laughs> I've got it. The, the random places over the years that I've decided I'm moving to, very often places that I've never been, but I become fascinated by for some reason. And then I spend <laughs> ages researching them online. And, and if we weren't on lockdown, I'd have driven there by now. But anyway, I want to go and live in Chichester. I found. Oh, that sounds lovely. I have found several houses on Right Move that are appropriate for me that would allow yeah. me to live in comfort and pay off most of my existing mortgage. Mm-hmm. Um, it is near several places I like. Probably my favourite beach to go to anywhere is West Wittering. No offence to Shanklin Isle of Wight. That's my that's my happiest place. But the most beautiful right. beach in the UK, I think, is West Britain. But what do I know? I haven't been to many beaches in the UK. Anyway, yeah. it's it's near lots of places I like. It's including London. It's a lovely market town. Mm-hmm. Um, I want to move there. 
Are you from Chichester? Do you live there now? Or do you have you had dealings with the place? Please get in touch and let me know should I move there. Can you recommend? As yeah. for... Um, as for... What's her name? Alex, is it? Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I just agree with Andy. You just got to think about... You just got to be open-minded about where you live. It doesn't really matter where you live. The, only, the most important thing is your family and friends... If you move far away from them, will you be able to cope? That's why I can't move to Sunderland. Yeah. I mean, the only person I know in Sunderland are, well, there's there's Andy, who I know would definitely, if I moved to Sunderland, no, definitely not socialise with me. He'd ghost my calls. Oh, no, that's not true. (laughs) Because we'd do this podcast face to face then. You'd be we'd, like, we'd oh build, we'd no! Build a studio. Oh god, he's going to be walking face. around the town centre, living out loud. <laughs> right? <laughs> you can't. Oi, oi. <laughs> Delaney's here, full time now and all. <laughs> this will liven things Fuck up. Your ideas up, Sunland. <laughs> then there's Dave from Pop Rex. Who yeah. I don't know if he'd be my friend, but oh, I think he would. lives out he loud would. as well, doesn't he? So perhaps. And Dave, Dave sent me a text yesterday and yeah. it was a video yeah. of someone who works in a, a big store and he was using the uh, the microphone mm. to make an announcement over the store. But it, the, the man just held it to his buttocks <laughs> and rasped out a fart <laughs> and it came across the loudspeaker. And Dave sent me a video of that. That's lovely. So, so, th- well, thanks, I Dave. hope that I could develop more of a friendship with him and Frankie, <laughs> for, Lee Tim and Frankie in the Heartstrings, who I, I do think I can, I think he's my friend. Yeah, if he's listening, all the let, are. let me know. But I think that Frankie... So I think he'd be my main mate, <clears throat> but he may grow <clears throat> tired of me. The problem is I need to live near a lot of people who I love and who love me. So that's the only yeah. thing that's keeping me in this fucking ludicrous yeah. city. Mm. I'm just looking on my local area on Right Move and you can have a three-bedroom house for £80,000. Fucking hell. <laughs> Yeah, and you've got the seaside. There's beautiful countryside yeah. within touching distance. Yeah. Shh, don't tell everyone. I've been round Sunderland City Centre. They've got all the same shops as London. Of course they have. They've got all the well, same chains and everything. And if you want anything specialist, nowadays, people you say, oh, yeah, but I, I love to, you know, what about if I need my uh, sourdough bread or my artisan <laughs> coffee? <laughs> Every fucking thing gets delivered within twenty four hours to your front door, wherever yeah. the fuck you live. Yeah. Anywhere in the we've, world. We've got we've got specialist coffee places now, we've got sourdough bread, we've got all well, that. Mate, you remember the, going on. remember the trouble I had trying to get me espresso? It wasn't easy. It wasn't. Was it not? <laughs> where did you where, how, it wasn't, how mate. where did you but, but there's 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 Costa, there's uh No but I wanted like, one. Wanted McDonald's. A fa- wanted a fancy one, didn't I? <laughs> what, what what's a fancy espresso? <laughs> Where the fuck's this? Where the, I don't even know where the fucking beans are derived from. Fucking hell. No. I mean, it, what, did no. You, what, what, what were you being offered? Like a, a, a tablespoon of instant Listen, with a right, little bit of hot water Someone in it. gave me a Nescafe in a fucking egg cup, right? And I'm like, <laughs> this is not sufficient for Delaney's needs. <laughs> Pop Rex has got a coffee machine. They don't do you one. Ah, fucking hell. Was that you that was half about? the problem. They promised me a coffee. I waited for two hours, and when it turned up, it was a Nescafe. Oh, right. Well, there you go, then. Anyway, on, I mean, don't balance that out. This is, these are my problems and <laughs> my issues. They're not important. <laughs> Alex, if you need to get on a property ladder, I know it's hard. I don't know what you're... Really, beyond how close you need to live to, to your family and loved ones, right? The other issues, forget them. Britain is a huge, beautiful place, right? 
You can get everything mm. delivered. Everything's available everywhere. Just move somewhere afford. Be prepared <coughs> to get on a fucking train or on the motorway mm-hmm. and move somewhere far away. <laughs> but I mean, I don't know. Saving the deposit up. There's there's two of you. Uh, I mean, she said she said in the in the the title of the email sacrifices other than avocado on toast. Oh, that's what I everyone says to millennials, don't they? It's really annoying. Yeah, of course. They it's go, that cliche, oh, isn't well, it? Well, maybe you could go if you. Yeah, look, I, I mean, what do you say? I don't know what your overheads are. Mm. I don't know what. I can't tell you what sacrifice. I don't know what you're spending well, on. They're on easy street living with their parents. I guess you just got to knuckle under and maybe look at five years of living, not living out loud, but living internally, living with inside yourself, which might be the opposite of living out loud, and just. I don't know, two of you getting together five grand each a year, if you can. Mm. And then what's then that? What, five ten, grand. Ten that, grand. That's, that's, that's 50 grand across five years, isn't it? And that, then, because and then, my first, I was, I know millennials listening will hate this, but I got my first house, my first flat in 2005, and they were, and an HSBC for a first time mm. buyer accepted a 5% deposit. Bloody hell. Though you don't get that anymore, do you? You have to put down no. at least 15, right? Well, what, what what we got with our first one was 2003, and it was the Northern Rock, which, of course, famously collapsed because oh, yeah. they were giving out 125% mortgage. Nah. So they give you the value of the house and then 25% on top. To cover, so we had a, to cover we had things a, like your stamp duty. Well, 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 we paid 41 grand for the house, so there was no stamp duty. Fucking hell. 41 man. grand for a three-bedroom cottage. Fucking hell, that is incredible. 2003, and then sold it four years later for 89. Oh, my that God. That was the boom years. But but we, we bought a car. And we had a baby coming, so we bought loads of stuff that you'd need for the baby. Bought a new car. Good old Northern house. Rock. Good old Northern Rock, which then sparked the credit crunch. Yeah, Four years later. they were being a little bit too trigger happy with signing off the they loans, were, weren't they? Well, it was timing, wasn't it? Right place, right time. Yeah, Different it's a times. shame. It's a shame, but listen, yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah, save ten grand a year, fifty grand. What's that? If you if you need to offer a minimum of fifteen percent, that's uh, yeah, that gets you a mortgage. That'll get you a comfortable mortgage for three hundred, probably, wouldn't it? Yeah. Are you so, pl- are you fiddling with something? Yeah. Again? Where does she live? Yeah, the Midlands, are. was it? What? She lives in the Midlands, does she? Just, or have uh, I made Coventry, that? Up? She says Coventry. Coventry. Yeah, you get a fucking palace in Coventry for that kind of dough. That's that one sorted. Right, this is more fun. <laughs> That's that one sorted. Bang! Next! Bis- Biscoff we Logistics. <laughs> Biscoff Logistics. Uh, Michael oh. Goodill. He, he says, Nifts slash Prof Swan. Right, <laughs> so the wife criticises my Biscoff with a couple of... Do you like him starting his email with the word right? Right! Right! Yeah. Right! So, the wife criticises my Biscoff with a cup of tea behaviour, saying that I look like I'm popping tablets. The trouble I find <laughs> is that when you dunk, you still get a bit of crunchy Biscoff, which naturally resides in the groove of your molars. Whereas, <laughs> what the fuck are you on about, mate? This makes no sense. You're going all over the place. If you break a bit off, place it in your mouth, take a swig of tea and allow it to soak in, Yeah, it's 100% soft, delicious Biscoff. With none right. of the molar issues, which saves the whole pinky finger picking post tea and biscoff, which pisses her off even more. Is she right yeah. to criticise brackets? She is a good wife. Thanks, Mike Goodill, Platinum <laughs> IFS. 
Mike, it's impossible to understand what you're really asking here. It's um, isn't it? I don't. I'm not keen on the idea of putting a biscuit in your mouth and then soak and letting it soak inside the mouth because mm. dunking is dunking. Do you know what I mean? There's a mm. there's a ritual to dunking that can't be recreated inside the mouth. I think he's too concerned about the little bit of biscuit that resides within the groove of the mall. I mean, have you not heard of toothpicks? Get a toothpick if you're that bothered. I have a lot oh, of trouble it, with that. Dissolve. Use your tongue. You can get it out with your tongue sometimes. I have a lot of trouble with things getting stuck in my teeth. Do you? Uh, crisps what? get stuck in my molars a huge amount. Mm. And so I what do you am, do? Yeah, I'll pick them out. I mean, it's disgusting. With probably. finger? My wife probably is like, oh, my God, you're such a mm. gross man. But, you know, mm. she's stuck with me now. Um, talking of gross things, good wife. here's another good bit wife. of logistical advice I, I want from the counters. Um I have a wart on my left mm. calf. Thanks for telling us that. Yeah. Yes. And um, I had one on my knee, which had been there for a long time. And in the end, you forget about it until summer comes mm. and you're in shorts and it's unsightly and it bothers you. And mm. so I went up Boots a couple of years ago in the Isle of Wight and I got something. So I can't remember what it's called. I think it was Warp Be Gone. I don't Warp know. Off. <laughs> Warp Be Gone. <laughs> Probably stronger in the Isle of Wight as well because they got the, the rules are a lot laxer. It's very, yeah, it's a very warty place actually, Isle of Wight. <laughs> it, like most of the residents suffer from severe warts. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So you'll always pick one up when you're there. Right? So you often get them off the coining machines. Anyway, that was fine. You fucking blast it with some sort of acid, right? And it burns it off. Yeah. Um they get burn, they, burn, burn. they sell really strong stuff. And you know me. I won't mm. I'll read the instructions and whatever it says on anything I can get in a chemist, whatever it t- says for dosage on anything, I will always double or triple that. Because course, yeah. why wouldn't I? I mean, I don't yeah. want to wait for the warp to be gone. I want it gone now. Now. So if they say put one drip on, I'll put fucking at least three drips on and go fucking yeah. let it burn right in front of my eyes. It's, it's like the use-by dit on fresh meat. You can always give it at least another dip. Exactly. Fuck that. So I played by my own rules, right? Yeah, of course. You live uh, out loud. The problem was on the inner thigh one, it's really hard because you put the gear on and then it just, then if you stand up or move your leg at all, it just fucking right. drips off again. If you put it on at night, there's no way it's going to stay. It needs to stay. Stay. Burn. Burn the wall. Yeah. It has been persistent. So just before lockdown started, I bought another product from a chemist here in London called something mm. like Walk Get Fucked, right? <laughs> <laughs> and that was a different mechanism with a sort of really fancy kind of cylinder with a small nib, like a pen nib on the end of it. And you, you right. pump it and, it and it becomes like freezing cold. And then you put a bit of like the gel on the wall and then you attach the nib. You stab mm. at the wall with this frozen nib. Um, mm. And you're supposed to do it just once and hold it for like five seconds. Well, I've put loads of fucking ointment on and then I've gone, stab, 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 mm. right? Mm. Really overdone mm. it. And anyway... The wall very quickly went bright red, then sort of black. It went, and then all, this, the, all, said. all the skin around the wall just burnt off, right? Because yeah. I had flagrantly disobeyed the instructions, right? Yeah. So I got a huge amount. There was burning sensations, everything. This went on for a couple of weeks. And I thought, oh, well, 
it's worth it because once it all dies down, the walk will be gone. Now, everything's no. back to normal. The skin's back. Everything's back. But so is the fucking walk. This wall, wall is if like anything a, got stronger. It's like a cockroach. Yeah, and it's like it's angry with me now. It's like, tried to kill me, <laughs> did you, cunt? Well, I'm still fucking standing. Right? And now I'm going to get even more unsightly, right? So by the yeah. time you get over to the fucking Isle of Wight this summer, I'm going to be the size of a fucking melon, right? And there'll be kids <laughs> running away and crying when they see you. So if anyone has any advice, because I'm at a stage where I'm actually going to research, there's got to be a walk clinic somewhere in London where I can just go and get it cut off. Yeah, probably. I asked asked my, um, you know, my mum's husband, Rod, the doctor. Rod, yeah. Right, but he's an unreliable doctor because his answer to everything is the body is a self-healing mechanism. I'm That's like, very well, what the lazy, fuck? Very lazy doctor in that, isn't it? Yeah. Why did you fucking go and do a medical degree then to learn that? If it's all going to fix itself, why the fuck do we need doctors, right? Anyway, he told me, right? <laughs> he goes, I said, how do I get rid of this fucking malt rod, right? Yeah. You useless cunt. You got to be good for something. <laughs> Tell me how to get rid of this fucking malt, right? For once in your fucking life, do some proper doctoring, will you? Yeah, exactly. And you're not fucking. <laughs> I'm stop- family. And he goes, oh, just pick it off. I went, <laughs> what? I said, it's a wall. It's not a fucking spot or a scab. It's a wall. They're deep-rooted. He goes, yeah, they've got roots, so you have to really give it a good fucking wrench out. Oh. Well, he doesn't talk like that. He goes, just give it a good wrench. And I went, I'm not picking it off. And I reckon he's fucking trying to stitch me up there because I've heard that if you pick a wall off, the blood gushing out, you could die. <laughs> you, the loss of really? blood. The loss of blood is immense. This is what I've heard. Growing artery, is that... that And I reckon... I know what he's up to. He's trying to fucking stitch me up. He's going to laugh his head off when they go... When they find out I'm in hospital because I ripped a wart off my fucking leg under his advice. intensive care. And I'll be on the blower to him in intensive care going, ever heard of something called the Hippocratic Oath, cunt? (laughs) Well, you just fucking (laughs) broke it and I'm getting you struck (laughs) off. TDFN. (laughs) (laughs) You thought I'd be dead, didn't you? Well, I'm not. And I'm on to the British <laughs> Medical Association about you. I'm bringing you down. <laughs> Jalapeño. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Hey, Dave. Yeah, Randy. Since we founded Bombas, we've always said our socks, underwear, and T-shirts are super soft. Any new ideas? Maybe sublimely soft. Or disgustingly cozy. Wait, what? I got it. Bombas. Absurdly comfortable essentials for yourself and for those facing homelessness. Because one purchased equals one donated. Wow! Did we just write an ad? Yes. Bombus, big comfort for everyone. Go to bombus.com/acast and use code acast for twenty percent off your first purchase. Jalapeno. He's retired now, is he? Or is he still? Practicing? I don't know. It's hard to tell. I think sort of, sort of. Mm. Yeah. He's one of those area of expertise. Down again. He, his main thing is osteopathy. That's what he's really into. Right. So okay. if you're not so asking him about, about the fucking water. spine, he's not that bothered. And also, so you, if you do ask him about your back, if you've ever got back pain, 
He just tells you to fucking sit upright or something like that. He does yeah. the old Tommy Cooper. He goes, just I sort go, yourself out. I go, Rod, it really hurts. My lower back really hurts if I sit or if I lie on my side. And do you know what he says? He goes, well, don't lie on your side then. Fucking cunt. Who are you? Fucking Tommy Cooper. Funny man, are you? I heard you fucking knew your spines, right? He just goes, if it hurts, don't do it. That's his only bit of advice. That, the body's self-hurling mechanism and rip your own warts off. The man is a fucking menace. He's a menace to society. Well, my nan hated him. And before she died, right, she it was when he was first going out with my mum and she hated him, which, to be fair to him, he still talks about and finds amusing. But my nan, my nan literally said about him, he's not a real doctor, right? And that's what she tried to spread. Now, he was a GP of, you know, he'd been, he'd been doing the old GP in for whatever, mm. 40 years. And she was like, yeah, he's not a real doctor, though, Sam. And I was like, oh, no, I'm pretty sure he is. I know people who he's been their GP for years. She went, nah, trust me. I know real doctors. He's not a real doctor. If he says he is, he's lying. Yeah. So maybe well, maybe my grandma was correct. Nan wisdom, mm. you know. Nan wisdom, exactly. <laughs> you, can't, you can't beat it, unless it's mm. racist, obviously. Listen, um, I live not through the bloody war. Racist. I live through the war. So don't bloody... T- I tell you someone else, talking to my nan being racist, which obviously she was. Um, <laughs> do you know who else she really hated? She despised <laughs> Pancho. Yeah. She fucking oh, hated... No she hated Pancho. And she'd deny she hated him, but if he walked in the house, she'd be livid, right? And, I mean, he is a disturbing presence, yeah. I mean, he is a disturbing he's, presence. He's, he's, he's unusual. He's not easy to warm to, if you don't know him really well. <laughs> he's, yeah. But she anyway. she claims that he wants... Um, the thing that really turned her off him was he, him and my brother apparently once tried to... And who hasn't done this? I'm sure there'll be lots of cunters who've tried it. But it's something you grow out of because you realise it's just an impossible dream like time travel. They tried to make their own crisps in the summer holidays, didn't they? Yeah. We've all thought about We've all sat there looking at a crisp, thinking crisps, the most delicious food in the world, the greatest mm. delicacy ever created. And yet, mm. what are they? Simply a normal potato fried in oil, dried out, then covered in salt, right? Yeah. And you're thinking, how hard can that fucking be? I've got oil, I've got salt, and I've got a potato. So Pancho and my brother Cass, when they were teenagers, and I think everyone has done this when they were younger, in the summer they thought, fuck this, we're going to make our own crisps. Of course, yeah. Save ourselves a bit of money and maybe even sell some to our mates. Well, it's impossible, isn't it? It's impossible. Nobody knows how to do it. it. My gran did it. My gran was also a racist on one occasion as well, so... Mm. Right. And did did she tell you how how she did it or did she keep it secret? Um, well, I was there when she did it, but I think she just sliced the potatoes incredibly finely. Right. I think it's doable. I could do it. You get one of those potato peelers. Big talk. Yeah, I might do it later on. It's better than making fucking bread like everyone else is. Get one of those potato peelers <laughs> that, that, that that just, you know, the handheld ones, and just mm. slice off a thin, crisp width slither and, you know, get on with it. Put it in a frying pan. Well, let's fucking on. see them and make a video it of it on. as well because right. you, you're talking about it like, oh, yeah, but it's, it is not. The bit between frying it 
and turn it into a crisp, which means it has to crunch like a crisp. It has to be perfectly dry. Yeah. That's yeah. the bit you're not going to get. You won't be able to well, do I it, mate. Just, well, you've just got to fry it at an incredibly high heat. Do you think you're fucking well, Heston Blumenthal? A, Look at the way you're talking about this all authoritatively. I don't have a deep fat fryer, though, and I think you need a deep fat fryer to do it. So you I've can't got the do air it. fryer. Could use the air fryer, maybe, yeah. Maybe you could do it in the air fryer. Someone was that. in touch, talking of life logistics, asking you about air fryers, actually. I don't know if we can find that. Well, email, then, I, I've got the Phillips. I, I swear by the Phillips. Okay, get the Phillips. I've never tried it, any of the others. Whoever wrote in asking about that, it's the Phillips that you need. Also, where, so the, we, fuck, where the fuck is this camper van bloke who offered us camper vans? There you go. I actually yeah, don't need a camper van, and he's gone to ground. I think it's because I slagged off Cornwall. I'm sorry about yeah. what I said about Cornwall. Cornwall's well, lovely. I was just dicking around. Give me a fucking camper van. Or lend me one. I'll pay. I'll pay you. But getting back to the wart thing, are you trying to trying to get a, a wart expert to add yeah. to our, our dermatologist experts or, and helpers? Ideally, it would be great to have a top right time machine official dermatologist. Of course, it would. Yeah. But we've got a doctor. The doctor could get yeah, in touch. The doctor could let us know. If not, um, you might have had a wart yourself, and you might have advice on how you eradicated it. The problem is, as mm. I say, this is in a difficult position. On the side of your calf. Mm-hmm. Very difficult. Whatever. We've got a private detective now as well. Oh, that's good. We've got a private detective who, who insists on being referred to as Detective D. He's given us his full name. Mm. But uh, he says, guys, I'm actually a police detective, CID, right. but I'm open to mild corruption and abusing my position, stroke mm. powers for the greater good. In oh. other words, helping a pair of cunts out. Yeah. <laughs> I, I mean, the police are getting a bad rap at the minute. They are. I don't think this we is the right time for like this guy. I am more under corruption. Yeah, but, but more flexible policing is something that I endorse. Um, and I this guy sounds supremely flexible. Yeah, approachable, forget, let's say. <laughs> I had a, I, I've had a few mates in the past who were cops. They weren't racist, um, but they were corrupt. And hmm. I've been in... I had a cop fucking turn up on my stag. Fuck knows why. But, you know, I mean, he literally tagged along. Like, I didn't know him that well. Right, But he literally just rocked up at the airport and was like, oi, oi, because they can retire very young on very good pensions. I don't know if that's still the case, but he'd been in the force for a long time. Mm. So he'd sort of met one of my brothers in a pub and just become mates with him. And he just had money. And, and loads of time on his hands. So literally, we turned up at Evo Airport, went to New York for my stag, and he's literally yeah. giving it the old, oi, oi, cunts. <laughs> but he was quite scary to be around because you know he'd done bad things in his life. Yeah. And then there was another cop. It wasn't him, but another guy. I remember, like, years ago, I was at a wedding, and I was in the... I can't remember if I told this story before. I was in the toilet. It was back in the old days when I was still doing all the bad things i was in the, the toilet i was yeah. in the toilet right the, the drug tablets yeah i was in the toilet the powders. doing some drug powders with this copper right and i wasn't <laughs> i thought he was a copper but then we were doing this this <coughs> drug powder and i was thinking uh maybe i was wrong i was you know really pissed i said maybe i was wrong i thought i was sure this bloke was plod but maybe i was wrong and he's not anyway someone's in the toilet and they're banging on the cubicle door What's going on there? Yeah. Da, da, da. We didn't know whether it was someone who worked at the hotel where the wedding was or who it was. So we're keeping quiet, but the bloke won't stop banging. So all of a sudden, this geezer I'm with 
pulls out a fucking badge, right? And it's his police badge. And he just holds it out of the fucking cubicle door while he's holding his credit card with the other one and just goes, fuck off. And you just see the bloke on the other side go, oh, sorry, and scuttle out. And then he got back down to it. Uh, that's the kind of policing we need. Flexible. Uh, ah, well, yeah, he's on board then. We've got a private detective mm. now. But uh, listen, we've got a follow-up. That, Detective G, just quickly, when you have information or dossiers for us, and we will be asking for lots of dossiers, please do not call us or email us or tweet us. Just come to one of our live shows, and as we wrap it up, sit at the back and raise a rolled-up newspaper, right, <laughs> aloft, and then yeah. we will spot yes. that and we know that know. our dossiers are ready. That's the universally recognised yeah. symbol, isn't it, of yeah. the dossier is ready. Exactly. It's uh, safer that Luke- way. Luke got in touch last week about the bees who were outside his house he oh, was yeah. scared of. <laughs> and we, we told him to get a fan. Uh, and he said, uh, yeah, he did. He conceded defeat and bought a fan. Uh, he said, you asked for details on how I completely lost it when one got in my room. So here we go. He says, I was on a WebEx with people from work. I don't know what that is. I think it's like a Zoom call, I think. Uh, and one of the bees flew into my room. My immediate reaction was to shout, oh my God, it's in. It's fucking in. <laughs> and jump up from my desk. Uh, since I had my earphones plugged into my laptop they pulled on it and the laptop fell off my desk I ran out of the room stayed away for five minutes whilst I waited for it to leave once I returned everyone was still in on the call they'd heard me shout oh my god it's in it's in followed by a loud crash followed by five minutes of silence fuck knows what they thought happened so obviously he didn't explain it to them but there you are that's what he did when a bee got in his room Wow, and that's not how you. It doesn't reflect to well on you to your colleagues because it makes it you look volatile and overly emotional. Um, and then he says, "Finally, since you asked, I'm a web developer, but that's fucking boring. So as yeah. I'm also a drummer, maybe I could be TFTM's official drummer if you'll have me. Do we want an official drummer? Pro- well, it could come in handy. Put it on the B list. Yeah, yeah. Uh, we've got one here from Georgia who says life logistics." Cunt Blackbird. That's the title. Good title. (laughs) For four years and counting, a blackbird has tormented me with its whistling rendition of McDonald's I'm Loving It. The beginning part. (laughs) Weirdly, we were talking about that on yesterday's episode, weren't we? We were indeed. Right. Should I tell Justin Timberlake in the hope he will take action against it? Oh, right. That's why she's written in. Or leaving no blood on my hands. Cheers, dickheads. Come to Georgia. Hmm. Yeah, uh, Justin Timberlake, would he sue a blackbird? Would it be worth it? Because at the end of the day, what could he get out of a blackbird? You know, raid its nest. What's it fucking got in there? So a few words. He'd go higher. He'd go higher. He'd probably sue the RSPB. Yeah. He'd regard them as being the bird's custodians. Yeah, probably. and they are so very, then, they're very wealthy. Yeah, they're also very well protected legal-wise, though. <laughs> They've got fucking good lawyers. The yeah. RSPB. I found that out the hard way a long time yeah. ago. Yeah, yeah. Let's but, not go uh, back into that. But they yeah, will. I, can't, I still can't talk about it. I'm not allowed. They will destroy you. Um, well, it'd be interesting to see. But what I would say is, Georgia, you suggest they're leaving no blood on my hands, which means you have contemplated killing this bird. Uh, mm. Don't, don't kill the bird, because however much of a cunt it is, you know, mm. it you shouldn't kill God's creatures. No. Not even a fly. Rely on Timberlake to take it through the appropriate and legitimate legal channels. Yeah. Final quick one. Uh, Chris Barham says, I need your advice regarding buying tickets 
gig tickets for cunt mates. Oh, I'm yeah. always the one who's a soft touch and whips out the credit card to buy the tickets, <clears throat> but I've had my fingers burned. I don't mind if friends wait months to pay me on the day of the gig. I'd mind. Um, but I've had a few friends drop out a week before in the past and then presume the debt is waived and it becomes my problem. Out of order. Any help, please. Out yeah, of completely order. completely out of order. Well, just uh, never so, do it for them, ever for the one who's done that. Yeah. Never do it ever yeah. again. He says, I've put these cunts on the blacklist so far, even if it means going to shows alone. But <laughs> I'm wondering if you have some kind of Pancho mum's letterbox escrow solution. Mm. Um, yeah. No. If you've got a WhatsApp group of all your mates together... Do a policy announcement. Yeah, and now yeah. do a policy announcement. Go yeah. and don't don't to avoid looking lampardy in a situation like this because you, you you can sometimes people can <clears throat> trap you into lamparding. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Because as you said recently, we've all got a, an inner lampard, right? Mm-hmm. And and sometimes you get tricked into being lampardy about things, right? And and that this mm-hmm. is a good case in point. Like you've been stitched up and ripped off effectively but then you're the one who has to go on the whatsapp and go from now on i shall not be purchasing tickets unless there is guaranteed <laughs> deposits confirmed in my account right <laughs> within 48 hours or some shit and then everyone goes really lampard so what you got to do is flip it around and look really vulnerable and go lads look i'm really sorry but i just simply can't afford to do this anymore uh, yeah. a couple of people have dropped out on me in the past it's left me short and i just don't have that look vulnerable be prepared, and this is advice to everyone, particularly blokes who are listening, right, because I think a lot of blokes in particular struggle with this, right? Be prepared to be more vulnerable because you will find it a huge relief, right? And also it's really good for manipulating people. <laughs> <laughs> so just be more vulnerable and go, look, lads, you know, I haven't got that kind of money that I can front this stuff up. It's been really short recently. I've been worried about money. I can't even afford blah, blah, blah. So, you you know, I don't mind fronting the money, but I need the cash right away. If not, I just can't do it right anymore, right? And then people feel sorry for you. Next thing you know, yeah. they're offering to cover the cost of your ticket too. Fucking jackpot. <laughs> <laughs> there you are. That's it then for this one. Uh, I hope we've uh, helped you out. Uh, keep your logistics questions coming in at contact at tftimemachine.com and also on the Twitter using the life logistics hashtag. Thank you very much and fuck off. Mm-hmm.